Now here we are with Georgia Tech head golf coach Bruce Hepler for our, our first golf cart confessions of the spring. Uh, as the Yellow Jackets prepare to uh, open up the spring this week in Florida um, on the panhandle with the, uh, I guess it's called the Camp Creek Seminole Invitational. Um, this is a new event. Uh, you've added a couple to your spring schedule because we did not play in the fall. Can you just kind of talk about, not this tournament specifically, but how you wanted to structure your spring given the loss of competition in the fall? Well, in addition to the loss of competition in the fall, it was the loss of competition last spring. Mm -hmm. And so uh, in effort to make up some of that, um, Trey Jones at Florida State, uh, obviously, as most people know, we're going to begin a four-course four rotation for the ACC championship going forward. And uh, the people down there uh, where we're supposed to go next year at Camp Creek decided, hey, well, we could use a little bit of a dry run. We've never really hosted a college event. So he got together in conference officials or whatever and talked about, well, at least why don't we have an ACC event together to start the whole thing? Uh, everybody kind of follows the same protocols, same rules, same situation as a conference. So he uh, has started this event o over the holiday weekend in January. And so we'll start there. Never played that early before. But uh, again, to lose four events in the fall. Uh, and, and as we get into the depth and the, the experience of this team that will be traveling, uh, it'll be certain to understand why we need to play as many tournaments as we can. So I added that one. And then um, Lucky enough to have an invitation held for us out in Los Angeles uh, to play um, in the Southwestern Inter Invitational hosted by Pepperdine. They'll be on the Golf Channel. So we'll have a chance to play on uh, live TV, uh, 25th, 26th, and 27th of January. It'll be kind of nice. It'll be in the evenings or later in the day back here. So prime time if we can mm -hmm. shoot the right scores. Maybe we'll get a little notoriety out of that. So we'll use both of those uh, before we ever go to Hawaii. So it was just in addition to try to make up for some of the stuff that was lost. And, um, and so at that point, your traditional opener out in Hawaii comes the first weekend of February. So from then on, it's basically the schedule you might have put together anyway. Yeah, it is. Uh, there, there were some challenges in Puerto Rico uh, going forward, I think certainly with COVID as well. Um, mm -hmm. And I guess what, what, you know, what it sounds like um same with like las vegas and mm -hmm. so we were gonna do a couple things different um the uh we were we were struggling with the event in puerto rico we would come home from hawaii and really be here four or five days mm -hmm. and leave again yeah. and that's probably fine with older players and and guys who played both courses and done that stuff and with a looking at a new group uh that wasn't going to fit anyway so we were kind of we'd opted out before everything happened so i uh, found a tournament in palm springs it gives us about 12 days after we get home from Hawaii to kind of regroup and have another qualifying and, and do that. So that's new. And then we played a lot down in Florida uh, at uh, the, you know, what is that one? They helped me out there. The the, no, the. Uh, oh, the uh, Floridian. Floridian, yeah, sorry. Yeah, I've yeah. seen your moment. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. But um, looked at maybe doing something longer longer. They, that's an easy drive for us. And when I committed to that, I thought the tournament at the Floridian was later. And they end up going right on top of each other, and we committed to the one at Lake Oconee. So, uh, a couple really, really different. You know, no Puerto Rico, no Floridian, no Las Vegas. Um, so we'll go Palm Springs, and the linger longer. And uh, got lucky at the time when we had a spring break. It looked like it was going to fall on the uh, tournament at Stanford, 
And so uh, that just worked out with not missing any class at the time we committed to that. And now there's, uh, we've altered spring break, but we're going to go anyway and play uh, out there. And then finally, hopefully get to go to the Calusa Cup down in Naples. Okay. And that'll, for all intents and purposes, be a new event. For that will be a new well. event for us. So lots of new stuff. Yeah. 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 So like f- five or six new things, if you really yeah. think about what we've added. Yeah. It'd so, be really different. Yeah. So there'll be a lot to learn and yeah. some new and exciting things. Um, uh, a much more congested, hectic schedule than you've been used to in the spring. Uh, any challenges with that? Any uh, you know any consequences that you can foresee? Well, it, you know, it's you, we've we've tried to do something for the guys and added these two events, but it, what it does is it really almost eliminates. You can't really qualify between them. Right. Now, once you get back from Hawaii, the 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 rotation and the time between those events is pretty similar so uh that was a challenge you you try to get some experience but then how do you decide who gets to go so that's going to be a little bit challenging uh that we've never had to deal with we just had one big qualifier and we off we were to go to hawaii so uh fortunate enough to head out to arizona um after new year's and played uh, a good bit of golf to qualify for this event and that'll have a lot to do with happens you know at the next two Mm -hmm. um but really don't have any chance to get a young team to kind of do some more fighting among themselves uh, to see who gets to go, which is what we need. We just need rounds with scorecards that mean something. So, um, but you know, you still get, you still get two more events, which is the same thing. So it'll be more experience than we would have gotten the other way. Uh, It'll just be a little tough figuring out, you know, maybe who deserves to get to go. Have you figured out how you're going to do that yet or? Um, I I think the the idea is, I mean, yeah, we talked about it. Um, you know, it's a really quick turnaround from Florida to go to Los Angeles, um, really here for three days. Uh, we'll go down. We've obviously decided who's going uh, through qualifying to go down to Panama City. Um, and we'll play. We're going to take an individual, which is nice because that's an extra person getting an, another event. And we'll just look at that um, on Tuesday night on the way home. Mm-hmm. And really the only option would be to have some kind of one-day situation on Wednesday and then turn around and get to leave again. So that it would be something that would be almost like sudden death, which again, that's not all bad either. Um, you know, Bartley played in one of those last year to, to come home after a while, got in a one day deal and went out to East Lake and, and uh, won an extra time, won an overtime and went down and won a tournament. So um, I just, you know, in this sport, if you get too far away from earning things and competing for stuff, then I think you get a little lost. I mean, it's there's it's qualifying every week on tour. You play Thursday and Friday, and no matter what you did the week before, they they send you home. And so we've always tried to run the program that resembles professional golf as, I guess, as heartless as it feels sometimes. Um, but we'll probably, you know, for those that are here at home, and see what happens down in Florida. They try to play for something on Wednesday, and then really we're off to, to Los Angeles and then on to Flor- on to Hawaii. So mm-hmm. certainly won't be able to do anything for either, either one of those. You um, you just finished seven rounds? Seven rounds, uh-huh. Six of those were in Arizona. Were they all at Greyhawk? They were all at Greyhawk, but two of them were at, at the sister course there, I guess okay. we could call it, sister or mister course. Okay. Um and so five of them were on the, the tournament course, yes, a practice round and four qualifying rounds. So what were your takeaways from, from that? Um, well, the weather was great. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we, you and I have talked before about desert golf. 
Uh, it's really, really different. Uh, tree line fairways, kind of when you stand on the tee box, it kind of for forces your eyes as to where the ball's supposed to go. And right. out there you have the vastness of the desert and um, there's really no, the lines don't tell you where to go. And there's fairway bunkers and desert. And, and so it really is important to learn. I've even got to be more precise as I stand on this tee, I need to be more focused and, and really get into what I'm doing. I think that's something that the more you play, uh, you can learn a lot from that. So I, th I thought it was really valuable. And then obviously to play where hopefully you end up in late May and June, experience on that course, um, you get one round now and that's it. So that would hopefully will come in handy down the road when we're playing there. And then um, I thought it was great competition uh, it's a, it's a, it's a golf that you can get a little claustrophobic. Um, it's green grass and then it's cacti and, um, despite the vastness of the depth. Yes. Yeah. And you can begin to feel a little bit like you're playing double out of bounds because mm -hmm. if you hit a ball off the grass, there's a good chance you're either not going to find it or you're going to take an unplayable. It's not playing out of trees and stuff. And so it really kind of puts a guy up against it, driving the ball and um, sort of put them through that and see who dealt with that and, and can just stand back up on the next tee or whatever and, and go, I got this and make a confident swing um, is, is something you need to learn how to do. So I, I thought it was a great trip and it seemed to have a good time and some good things happened and some new guys are going to get a chance to, to put a uniform on. Um, the... Uh... And then you came back and played the last round at East Lake on Sunday, yeah. which had to be quite an adjustment, I guess, after playing <laughs> six days of desert golf. Yeah, completely different. Yeah. Um, did you see any? Did you see any major change in the way anybody played from one to the other? Not really. Uh -huh. No, I mean over here now. If we'd gone somewhere else where they didn't know where they were going, yeah. But that's that's old home week over there, so they know that place backwards and forwards for the most part. So no, I'm not really. That's not much of an adjustment to come back there. Yeah. And the golf course you're going to play this weekend is, if I read correctly, is a Fazio? I believe so, yes. And um, um, What do you know about it? Not much. I'm guessing it's Florida golf, which uh, probably a lot of water hazards and ponds and, and stuff. So uh, I've heard that it's, it's, it's a difficult driving course. And if we don't get some warm weather and we get some wind, uh, I've heard it's going to be really challenging. And... None of these teams that are going to play in this tournament played any fall golf because they were all ACC. What are you expecting when you get when everybody gets on the golf course? Well, it's it's going to be you know bizarre because obviously I'm assuming that everyone we're competing with who had anybody who got a COVID year, mm -hmm. they all came back. Uh, I don't I don't have enough time to check rosters and again we're not playing against anybody one-on-one. -on -one. So whoever returned at Clemson or North Carolina or whatever, I can't do anything about it. So there's no reason there's no scouting. So, but I'm assuming that the guys that has good seniors or whatever, um, that they're all back and there'll be some teams, you know, that are very experienced and, and very talented. And, and um, but it will be, you know, up in the air. I, I, from my understanding is several of the programs are spending this week uh, before school starts in Florida playing that maybe don't have the greatest weather and such. So they'll be, you know, I think everybody's trying to do their best to get as ready as they can. Mm -hmm. um, and it, it is weird to look at the rankings because there are rankings up. There are. That, I don't know there that. Are no <laughs> ACC teams in them. 
But it is interesting. That there won't are la- national rankings. That, that won't are last long. Posted, yeah. That won't last long. We got uh, some good teams. Yeah. Um, uh, and you're going to have your guys, for the most part, it's going to be a baptism by fire next week. Um, you got um, you've got one guy who hasn't played at all. You've got another two other guys that have played in I think two tournaments. Um, my 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 yeah. my math says two guys with zeros. Yeah, as far as on the team played a couple right. times as individuals. Right. Another guy's played one time, mm-hmm. and another guy's played twice. And I and I did not look this up. I meant to. Do you recall a team where you had to, where you where you had to completely flip your roster as thoroughly as this one, between one year and the next? No, because you know when I got the job, mm-hmm. we didn't recruit before that year started, mm-hmm. and so uh, you know Stewart had just finished and a couple other guys, so there was really no roster turn there. Yeah. Um, then obviously we, you know, Matt signed and Wes signed, and and uh, and so that those guys played the following year, but no, nothing. Mm-hmm. And you know, and that's the uh, it's a blessing and a curse because you look at the great careers that that uh, that Andy and Ty and Luke had, and then as much as golf as Noah's played the year behind him, I mean those four guys have probably taken eighty five percent of the learning opportunities mm-hmm. the program's offered in the last three years. And so uh, great that they were young and played well when they were young and, and played great from the beginning. And we've had obviously had a tremendous amount of success while they were here. Mm-hmm. But it does create a scenario where you, there are no, there, again, a sport with no substitutions. Whoever you take, that's all there is. The guys that sit at home, they don't get any reps other than more reps here. Um, and so, yeah, it's uh, no, nothing like this is ever. <laughs> I can think of, no. Do you, yeah, yeah, you know, when you sit and look at the guys, well, let me just start with, um, start with a guy like, I mean, Will Dixon, who has played in two events as an individual, but on our home course. He's not played anywhere else. Um, yet, somehow, he came out this fall and had, and, and played very well in a handful of amateur events. And when you're qualifying by 11 shots, what has changed with him? Um, you know, the, the, <clears throat> through his, the history of golf, there have been some real tough things happen to folks. Mm-hmm. And uh, just to completely lose your game, mm-hmm. it's happened to major champions. It's happened to guys here before. Um, and it's no fun. And, you know, it gets to be to the point where you really don't even want to go out there. And obviously, uh, Will had a lot of expectations. Uh, We did for him. And got off to a slow start, tough start, and it didn't get better for three years. And eventually, you just don't even want to grab a scorecard because you're afraid that everybody's watching. And so we had a conversation about this last May about what this summer needed to be. Um, had virtually stopped playing in tournaments. And I said, well, you're not a college golfer then. And so we either need to play or we got to give someone else a tee time and uh, stay part of the program. But we, we got we to gotta go. And uh, signs up for some stuff. We're going to give this a go. And, and all of a sudden COVID eliminates like three of them. But he kind of finds a small little town in Georgia with some club events and and just start playing. 
And all of a sudden, wow, of course, it might have been easy, whatever, but all of a sudden, it's even bar. And I think all of the, the anxiety and the stress and the pressure of expectations of everyone in Rhode Island that he thought, and I, I think what he's learned um, is most people have their own problems and they really don't have time to worry about you. And, uh, you know, came back and played a couple nice rounds in the fall with some of the, you know, with, with Andy and them. And all of a sudden he realized that I'm okay. And had an incredible fall. And, I, you know, to the Golf Coaches Association of America, I'd have to salute them by them having these events. You know, he played three or four times. And these other guys that haven't played at all played three or four times. So if we consider them not having any experience now, imagine what it would have been in August. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden he just played and and all of a sudden all it just all falls off and, and you get a little confidence and um, one thing leads to another. He goes down and gets in the Orlando Amateur and finishes, I guess it's third or fourth and heads to Arizona and he's a new guy. Mm-hmm. And I'm really happy for him because it's it's it's... It's Chuck, it's the Chuck Knobloch thing. Guy ground catches a ground ball and he can't throw it fifteen feet to the first baseman. And it's 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 a terrifying thing. You wouldn't wish it on anybody. Mm-hmm. Mike Barbosa went through similar things and you know and fought. Mike fought his way back and played really well. You know his senior year and stuff. So long, tough sledding mm-hmm. for him. And I just told him that I hope every morning he gets up and he pinches himself. Because there was no guarantee that he was ever going to play at this level ever again. Yeah. It's and it's tremendous. And he went to Arizona, and there's all that desert and there's all that stuff. And he just stood on one tee box after another and and just ripped it on down there and played really really well and came home at a nice day at Eastlake. So uh, you know, it'll be a new experience for him. But uh, this is not a he blacked out for a week. This is a, now a pretty strong five and a half month sample, six month sample for this golf, and mm-hmm. he should real feel really good about earning his way, mm-hmm. and uh, and and hopefully this is the start of something for him. Yeah. And then you've got another kid who played absolutely no golf for us so far, and that's Luca. Um, finishes what fourth mm-hmm. in qualifying. What uh, what has he done? Uh, for me, um, I, I just felt like he was a young man who just can just really just beat himself up. Now he's still young though; he's only in his what third year in the program yeah. right now. Yeah. Um, just the negative self-talk, mm-hmm. beat yourself up. Yeah. Um, one bad hole lead to three bad holes, and really a talented young man. Um, you know, Moose, and we've tried here for twenty-five years to just you just don't give up on people. If you thought, by recruiting them, you would have to assume you thought you saw something. Right. But again, you're here for a couple of years, and you can't beat two USAM champions, and Luke Snyder, jam- I mean, it's it's easy to go down that road of I'm never going to play. And so then you don't work, because what's the point? I mean, it, it, at least on these other teams, they go to the games. Mm-hmm. And they put on a jersey. I mean, you, you could be a part of a top five golf program and be the sixth man and never put a shirt on. And that's what I don't think a lot of people understand is they're picking schools and deciding where to go is, you know, where do I fit in in this? 
but it, it's so uh, depressing and and on these guys that don't get to play. And there's, I can't do, I can't. You can only do so much. So you have to continue to try to coach them, encourage them, and and um, you, you just sometimes you just never know. Maybe it's was those guys are gone, mm-hmm. or maybe it was a fireside chat or a. Let's sit on the couch and really have a conversation about this stuff. Um, but he played with great poise, which I, he really hasn't done, and was positive and aggressive and is very gifted physically. And I think if he can ever catch up, again, live action. Mm-hmm. Um, hadn't had a chance to play in a lot of that in the summertime the reality is, in the summertime, if even if you're the third or fourth man on a really good team, you can't get in an amateur event. Yeah. So uh, maybe just saw the opportunity. Maybe decided to listen. Maybe some encouragement from a teammate or a roommate. But uh, really impressive showing, and and I'm excited for him as well to go see what what he can do, and maybe he's learned how to approach this and how to go about it, and. There's been not there wasn't even a there was no tunnel let a light let alone a light at the end of the tunnel. Right. And for for both of them there is and and it'd be just can't wait to see what happens when you get to put on a team uniform and put a logo ball on the ground and give them a scorecard. And then you've got Bartley Forrester who's won a college event in his second time out. And you've got Connor, who won a big amateur event during the summer, and a couple other, couple other smaller events, and played well at the Patriot. There's, there's some, there. I mean, there's some track record there for those guys. Even though you know Connor's played a lot here, but Bartley hasn't. But there's some track record there for both guys, and they're both going to this tournament. What are you looking for from those guys? Um, you know, I remember a good friend of mine who's passed away. Tommy Latimer, Wes's dad. Mm-hmm. After we'd lost some guys, to you know, Matt's gone and Bryce is gone and now Troy's gone. And there have been some of our peers who've made some comments about, well, that's the end of it. And uh, somebody talked about, well, they're, you know, they're going to bury you now. And I'll add to say to some people, they're, they're going to have to bury us alive. Because I think there's ability here. Mm-hmm. I think there's a huge upside. Had maybe the best fall we've ever had as a group in the weight room. Best grade since 2015. It's as coachable group as I can remember having. And they work and they work and they work until dark. Without ever scheduling a practice or requiring anything. And so... Um, I'm, I'm, I'm enthused. Uh, again, it, there may be some learning. Maybe there won't be. But uh, they've put an awful lot into leaving here on Friday. And as you said, if you look at each guy individually, there's been some pretty strong highlights. Mm-hmm. And we just have to f- put all of the people puzzle together. And, and um, you know, we just tried for 25 years that guys get better here. And, and, and just believe in that. And, and now, you know, are they wondering? Are they worrying about what everybody's going to say? Are we, are, we the, are we the group that it ends with or whatever, you know, the success? And I don't, I don't know. And we don't talk about it. Yeah. 
But uh, as I've told them, um, I think we may, we may surprise some people. Mm-hmm. And we haven't even talked about, well, you mentioned Noah earlier, um, round of 32 in the U.S. Amateur and played and had a top 10 in a Corn Ferry Tour event. Guys, you know, guys don't get that opportunity very often. No, he's, uh, you know, I, I think if you were to interview him, he would say that he's underachieved. Uh, but played in the U.S. Open. I mean, he's done some really great things. And um, I think a lot of our year, uh, you know, depends on that. Um, you go through the history books, anybody who has a first or second team All-American on their roster, and he certainly can do that, mm-hmm. you have a pretty good team. Uh, so, we, you know, we've talked, and, and uh, we really need him to be Noah Norton. And he's comfortable with that. He, his expectations for himself are higher than anyone else has for him, and he's talented, and, and um, you know, he may have a great spring. There's no reason why not. So you throw that in there, and then you look at these other pieces, and probably for the first time in many, many years, uh, maybe we don't have two pieces that are even connected, starting. But we got some pretty good pieces, I think, and... and um, they just continue to to do what they've done. I mean, again, they're they're relentless effort-wise. Yeah. Cannot say enough about how hard they work. Again, uh, and this this is non-required stuff. Right. I Means a lot of them could have all gone home. Um, you know, they released everybody pre-Thanksgiving. Don't come back, and they looked at how long that gap would be in the weight room. Go home two weeks early. Uh, and most of them stayed and took their final exams on campus and just voluntarily worked out for a, another two weeks so that they didn't end up with that six weeks, six weeks of slippage. So they, they show up, man. They really, they really do. It's almost like you have, you have a blank canvas yeah. here to paint for this spring. Well, and again, um, to know the despair and the frustration, and why aren't you playing, and your friends back home, and what's wrong with you, and for those guys, it's awesome. They don't have to answer that question anymore. Mm-hmm. And um, again, it's it, as we've talked, it's it's one of the, it's the hardest part of the job when you've got nine or ten people doing everything you ask them to do, and they don't get to go to the games, they don't get to shoot layups before the game. They don't get to shoot some layups at halftime. It's nothing. And, you know, we'd all like to think that they all want to play after college, and if they had the right perspective, they... Man, they're 17, 18, 19-year-old kids who had incredible dreams and aspirations, and and it just hasn't turned out for them. And everybody back home wants to know what's the problem. And so they don't have to answer that for a week. And so I'm really happy for them. Well, it's going to be an interesting spring for sure. Yes, it is. All right, well, good luck this weekend. Thank you.